Hello folks, no reading today, just a quick little rant, hope that you enjoy it, and we'll be back with our usually scheduled program on Monday. The word that I've come across recently that for me describes something that is inside the very core of our Western society and we the people who live in it. That word is ennui. E-N-N-U-I. Now, ennui, it's not an English word. It's a French word. And it's kind of where we get our word annoy from. But it's so much deeper than just the word annoy. In French, it kind of translates as something like boredom, lack of purpose, no direction, something like that. But for me, ennui goes much, much deeper. It's kind of like that feeling you have whenever you've slept for 14 hours, but you wake up and you're still tired and you just want to go back to bed. You can't be bothered doing anything. It's that feeling you have whenever maybe you're sitting in work or you're sitting in school and all you want to do is crawl back into bed and watch Netflix. It's that sinking gravitational force that pulls your little heart down whenever you're looking longingly outside the office window instead of typing and doing your work. For me, ennui, this kind of lack of purpose, this boredom, this meaningless is rampant in our Western societies. I also think that we self-medicate our ennui by doing all sorts of things that actually explains why our society is the way it is. I think we eat in excess and it's not usually healthy food that we're eating. It's usually those tasty, salty sweet delicious french fries we drink some of us drink fizzy drinks some of us drink coffee some of us drink sugary coffee drinks some of us drink alcohol we swipe the credit card to try to buy things we numbingly swipe it trying to fill our lives with things and attempt to fill the void and rid ourselves with boredom but it just doesn't work the on we remains this restlessness this directionlessness. Now, I recently read a book called Ennui. It's actually an Irish book. Shout out to Big Maria Edgeworth. Wrote it, I don't even know, it was ages ago. Over 100, 200 years ago. It's pretty old. And it tells the story of a wealthy lord. Someone who's born into a very, very wealthy family. Kind of like a wealthy prince. And he can find no satisfaction in his life. And he just sort of mopes around the place. He's got everything you could ever want. He's got all the money. He's got massive castles. He's got kind of a big, high-class society, social circle, all that sort of stuff. But he can just find no meaning, no purpose in his life. Does that sound familiar? Now, Ennui, the book, it's old. And just like Ecclesiastes, I think extremely, extremely relevant to us today. The question that I had this morning whenever I was kind of thinking about this and going through Ecclesiastes was kind of like, why? I've said that a lot. I've said Ecclesiastes is so relevant to the modern society today. Da, da, da. But today I was asking myself, why is that? And here's why I think. Really simply, it's because we are Solomon. We are the Earl of Glenthorn, the protagonist in Ennui. We are like lottery winners who've won everything but are still not satisfied. We are kings and queens. Now, assuming you're an average Western individual, 
then this is true. You are in the 1%. We live ludicrously luxurious lives in compared to the rest of the world and certainly in compared to the rest of history. The average man or woman, you or me, 1,000 years ago, would probably have lived in what we would describe today as abject poverty. So what is this? Is this some sort of weird poverty guilt trip thing? Absolutely not. It's an encouragement for us that whenever we read Ecclesiastes, when we hear Solomon's musings and his mopings, we may feel the temptation to judge or condemn. But let's be very, very careful because we are Solomon. We are in the 1%. So as we move into our time of prayer today, let's be exceptionally grateful for all that we have been blessed with. My sister used to have a quote up in her room and it was something like, if you have a roof over your head, food in the fridge, clothes to wear, and people around you, you're luckier than 99% of everyone else in the world. So we have a lot to be incredibly grateful for. But with that comes a burden. It comes on we, has the potential to anyway. And I think that's important that we ask for the meekness, the humility, and honestly, the contentment that we so desperately need. Let's ask for our lives to be injected with purpose and meaning to escape the lethargic grasp of ennui today. Right, right, right. So, as always, got my wee cooking timer here. Seven, right, seven minutes on the clock. And guided prayer, if it's your first time, really simply, this is an opportunity to put seven minutes of space into our calendar, seven minutes of effectively silence where we can pray, where we can meditate, where we can um, hear from God, where we can reflect on what we've talked about today, where we can make requests to him, where we can hear from him, where we can receive a word, where we can receive what we're supposed to do today. You know, we live busy lives, you know. I, I, I understand that. We live in a time-starved society. You probably wouldn't be listening to a podcast like this. I certainly wouldn't be making one like this if it, if it wasn't the case. So, really simply, four sections. I'll walk us through each of them, and uh, then I'll close just kind of in prayer. So, here we go. Don't be afraid to speak out. Don't be afraid to write things down. You know, respond to this in whatever way is going to serve you the best. I do this literally just for you. Um, so, you know, use it in whatever way you want. First section is really simply praise. To lift up our gratitude and express our thanks to God for the things that he's given us. See, starting your day in a wee bit of gratitude. It's an absolute game changer. And it's a really nice way to actually open yourself up. And just see the world differently. So here we go. In these next couple of minutes, let's just focus on being thankful for what it is that we actually have been given.
So the second section is really simply requests. What is it that you need? Is it something physical? Is it something emotional? Is it something situational? Any other roles I can think of? I don't think so. Is it for a person in your life? Is it for your job, your business? Is it for your church? You know, requests. This bit is just all about lifting up our requests to God and just unburdening ourselves and asking him for the things that we need. Really simply. Just encourage you just to do that now in this time. So the third section is called actions. This is basically all about how we can actually allow God to speak into our today. How we can allow God to speak into our to-do list. You know, like so often we want to be obedient to God. So often we want to, Lord, I want to do your will. But do we actually take time to find out his will? Well, here's a chance to do it. Jesus, what do you want us to do today? Simply as that. Here we are. We're waiting on you. And we're asking you just to speak very specifically and very clearly and show us what is it that you would have for me today? What good works, what key things, whether they're big or small, do you want me to do? Give me an opportunity to be obedient and give me the courage to follow through on it. So the fourth and final section is really simply called yearn. What are you yearning for today? What do you need to hear from God? What is it that your heart's crying out for today? Here's an opportunity just to open ourselves up and just allow God to speak directly to us, whether it's a word of encouragement, a word of love, a challenge, whatever it is. God knows your situation. I don't. So, Father, 
here we are. Please speak to us today. Please speak specifically what we need to hear and allow us to be open to receive from you, open to hear from you. And Lord, I pray that you'll speak clearly and directly to us. So Jesus, thank you so much for today. Thank you for thank you for the fact that we are incredibly, incredibly blessed. And I am talking about materially. Even though with those of us who live paycheck to paycheck, and that's probably most of us, we still live in really a blessed time in history. We are so, so fortunate to have food to have phones, to have microphones, to have somewhere that we can protect ourselves from the cold or from the warm, somewhere we, where we can lay our head down that's safe and that's in peace in a society that where we can access food and clothing at an accessible price, where we can have jobs and there's opportunity for work, even if it's not the best work in the world, at least there's something. So Jesus, fill our hearts and our minds with just absolute gratitude today. And I pray against the lethargic boredom and purposelessness that actually the finer things in life can lead to. So I pray for a real humility. I pray for real contentment. I pray that you'll help us to do with less. Help us to be satisfied by less. And I pray that you'll lead us to contentment through that as well so for everyone listening today on their friday as they are wrapping up their week lord i just pray that you really bless us help us to finish our work week out strong and i pray that you set us up for a great sabbath tomorrow or a great sabbath on sunday or whenever their people take their sabbath these days that we can experience rest that we can experience contentment and that we can experience gratitude so i ask all these things in jesus name amen Guys, thank you very much. Looking forward to jumping in on Monday in Ecclesiastes chapter 2. How fun is it? chapter 1? You could just stay here forever, but you know what? Life moves on and so does Ecclesiastes. So we'll see you on Monday. Have a fab weekend and really looking forward to touching base with you then. Bye. Bye.